special power. Everyone has something they're passionate about. Everyone is a subject matter expert. Here at Nerdmasters, we help you share your expertise. In our digital world, we Toastmasters must master basic communication technologies in conjunction with speaking and leadership skills. We formed the Nerdmasters Advanced Club to expand our understanding of technology so we can better serve our clubs and our communities. We are Nerdy Toastmasters, enthusiastically exploring the intersection of technology, leadership, communication, and nerdly pop culture. Welcome to the Nerdcasters Podcast. Game begin. Well, hello and welcome to the Nerdmasters Nerdcasters Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Uh, today, I am your host, James O'Farron, pr- president, and we have Robin Lee with us as our co-host. And we are introducing you to another of our nerdly cohort, Sherry Simmons, who is a longtime member of Nerdmasters and a core part of our team. So we're really excited to be interviewing her today. Hello, Sherry. Hello. <laughs> uh, so tell us, Sherry, what makes you tick? Who are you really? <laughs> now you always get a little bit of James in every class, in every meeting, regardless. <laughs> Can't avoid it. Well, as far as nerd nerdiness, nerdiness, I'm not very much of a nerd. So I just love just coming and learning. <laughs> and really, just my life is a lot of Toastmasters. And that is your nerddom, Sherry. (laughs) Maybe that is my (laughs) nerddom. But I love to travel and we haven't done much of that for the last couple of years. So we're getting started again. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. (laughs) I mean, I have other interests, you know, the book clubs and the investment club and things like Uh that. You mentioned you love to travel, and I remember from one of your speeches, you gave some really amazing descriptions of some awesome restaurants that you've encountered in your travels. So you seem a bit of a travel foodie. (laughs) Yes, my dad, my my dad, my husband Jack is actually the the nerdy foodie, and so I let him do all the picking of the restaurants and then I get to take advantage of it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a fun It sounds really like a lot of fun, Sherry. <laughs> and so I've noticed in when when we have our nerd masters meetings, you seem like you're pretty versatile. And is that part of the that you just love learning and so you're always willing to take up a, a topic that maybe you don't even already know about, but it's something that you're willing to investigate and research to give a speech on for our meetings? I think that's exactly right, Robin. I really like to learn, and I guess that's what I really liked about Nerdmasters is that there's just all things I don't have, haven't gotten into before, and I'm having a chance to learn a little bit more about that. Fantastic. That is kind of, I believe, at the heart of really what a nerd actually is. Somebody who just loves, is just fascinated with 
life in general. Like want, they want to pick something out. Sometimes it's like a, a, a specific person. They're specific, very, very specific. They don't care about anything else except for this one subject. And they dive super deep into that. That's nerdy. Uh, but then you've got people just interested in everything under the sun, the polymaths. They're just interested in being interested. <laughs> they're both just as nerdy. <laughs> yeah. So it seems to me as part of the, being the, the Nerdcasters, or nerd masters podcast mm -hmm. this whole conversation is about that all three of us love to learn yes and sherry right now we're learning about sherry this is this is <laughs> one of the things that maybe is um can you tell us either more about how you do that broad spectrum learning and how it looks in your life in different ways well, you know, I think COVID caused a lot of learning for me because I'd never even heard of Zoom before. <laughs> and when everything shut down, it was like, oh, what what are all these groups going to do? What am, what am I going to do with Toastmasters if we can't meet? And my other clubs and my book clubs. And I just thought, oh, we, we need to figure out something. And right after that, someone suggested Zoom and people started to do that. And within a week or two, I just said, okay, my clubs need to start doing this. And I don't think we missed more than a meeting mm. uh, because, you know, we couldn't meet, but we couldn't meet in person, but we needed to meet. And so I set up a Zoom account right away and got people to start coming on and there we had two years of meeting on Zoom. All my clubs, I have five clubs, I guess. You're down I'm to in. five now. What's 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 been your peak? I'm sorry. What was how, the how many? What's the most number of clubs you've, you've been Ooh, a member of at once? Actually, that well, I've been mentoring another club, and there was a club in California that was trying to get. Uh, chartered and I met with them for a year and we never did quite get enough people. So I was attending about seven clubs. But <laughs> really it was COVID that helped me if if you want to say it's a help, but that right. I joined more clubs. Because usually I, I had about four clubs that I was active in that were meeting in person. And just because of Zoom, I was able to join Nerd Masters and Sound Advice and clubs that were really from started out in Washington and, you know, had a, another kind of a, a more versatile outreach as far mm -hmm. as what we're able to, to do in person. Yeah, totally. There's a whole lot more options online as far as that goes. Uh, I just recently got down to three. It feels so weird. Ooh, I'm adding really? on another one, so it's going to be back up to four here soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple here local, uh, one in person, which is super cool, and another one online here locally. But what what got you into Toastmasters in the first place? Like what 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 sparked this whole journey uh, at the beginning for you? Just being afraid of speaking. Hmm. I went. Clear back, I'm, I'm going back to my high school, actually, and some of the classes, I, I was in one class where I had to give a speech in front of just the class, and I think I made it through the speech, 
but I'd locked my knees and I passed out. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. And (laughs) then, uh, you know what? Even though I was scared to death of it, it never really stopped me from speaking. So I ran for class officer, got up in front of everybody on the stage, but I'd never seen anyone do that in in the school. I didn't know that we'd have a lectern and maybe I could have notes there. So I memorized the speech, uh-huh. got up in front of everybody, and then forgot my speech yes, at of course. some point in the middle of it. I still don't know what I said to get off the stage or how I finished or anything. And, um, you know, it just, it kind of continued on. I would keep doing things, but I would just be, I would just shake. And um, finally. We're lacking in courage. (laughs) I wasn't lacking courage. No, I just, but I I just needed that. I needed Toastmasters and I, I didn't know it. I didn't know there was any, I was down in Oregon. I hadn't heard of a Toastmasters club. And so it wasn't until I was 40 when I was in, when I'd moved to Alaska and someone encouraged me to go. And boy, I just thought I was going to go to Toastmasters meeting for, I don't know, a few months, a couple years. I'm not really sure what I, but I just thought I'll just go till I become a good speaker. (laughs) Once you get over the fear. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's been something that has just been a love now for thir- more than 30 years. <laughs> wow, that's, that's awesome. a long time. So the, the love for Toastmasters is, what about it? What are the, you know, is it the social aspect? Is it the continuing to learn aspect or the helping other people aspect? What are your favorite parts about Toastmasters? All of those, Robin. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like if I quit or have a, a break in it, then I lose that little bit of self-confidence that I have I've gained. Mm. So I really need to continue practicing. And that's what I can, that's what I think of as Toastmasters is just practicing all the time. It's practicing in the community that's supportive and safe. It gives evaluation. I was, I was just, I was recording a podcast episode for my professional podcast earlier today with Kyle talking about Toastmasters Mm -hmm. and about how, you know, he'd practiced speaking for years professionally for his business and he didn't get any better just doing it over and over (laughs) and over again. He was just just developing bad habits the whole time. (laughs) It's not until you get, you actually get evaluated and are told, Mm -hmm. Here's how you can improve that it actually really makes a big, huge difference. It, it's that is the most important thing is those evaluations. Not only has that helped me in my work life and being able to help with evaluations, giving people feedback, but accepting the feedback that I needed yeah. and just, yeah, having, having that uh, opportunity to learn how to do it better just great the other the other dimension that came to mind when, when you said that, like you take like whenever you took like a break from it you felt like you lost mm-hmm. a bit of that and it, and it seems to me that this is going back to you know what i do professionally um helping develop community and culture um to connect people and to transform behavior through that uh so much of our identity in fact you could say all of our identity is really in our community mm-hmm. the communities that we 
belong to and are involved in and find belonging in. And that's what drives our actions and our behaviors. Our confidence to be able to do things is derived from that, from that sense of identity. So if you disconnect from the community that's giving you a sense of identity of I am a speaker and you disconnect from that, you lose the identity that's giving you the confidence to be able to speak effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's powerful. I hadn't even thought of it that way in that context where you, you in Toastmasters, it's not just a skill. It's the identity of being a Toastmaster that actually helps us deal yes, with fear. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's powerful. And some of my best friends now are people that I've met in Toastmasters. Oh so yeah, for sure. A wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Same here. That's awesome. I have a question. Since we're, the world is coming out of the pandemic and meetings, I think, are to some degree forever changed. A lot of people will be uh, continuing to work from home, at least part time, because they found it's really helpful for family care and all kinds of things. What would you say to the people listening about how Toastmasters practicing on Zoom, practicing in person and practicing hybrid, how can that help people moving forward in, in the world? From your experience, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's definitely true that any opportunity that you have in speaking, whether it's in person or on Zoom, that that's giving you a little heads up or a little uh, <laughs> Can't think of what word. A, a star, uh, you know, <laughs> what word do I need there, James? Um, you know, a, a head start or yeah, just just a well that you're better at your job, whatever that is. I mean, like you said, people are going to be meeting in Zoom. They're going to be meeting in person. And we just need that skill, no matter which way that we're having those meetings. Yeah. Yeah. It, it impacts so much of our lives. Like when you get better at communicating or the, just, or leadership, you know, that interest interface between those two really is kind of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It transforms how we do everything else. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it improves and multiplies. It's a, it's a force multiplier mm-hmm. um, for everything that we do. Postmasters was sure something that helped me in my job. I was doing public relations and just, I didn't have a background in it. I just kind of got thrown into it. And so I was doing interviews and speaking in front of people and just Toastmasters gave me that confidence and it really helped my job and, and my performance, but it also helped me get uh get ahead i mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's a it's, it's it's a good uh leverage for being able to so it's easily easily leveraged for improvement in your career and career performance mm-hmm. for sure so how did you get involved in nerd masters then I heard about Nerd Masters that they were doing all this great stuff for the district and helping with contests and things like that. And that was just something that helped me to, I wanted to help out with those kinds of things. And it just seemed like another opportunity for me to learn and to help. And it was a great mix. So (laughs) I just was so excited to join the club. 
Mm-hmm. It's been and, great to have you. <laughs> yeah, all the, the meetings have been so educational and lots of fun things. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That is awesome. I've also really noticed you do step up in, in help in a lot of the being able to be the host or the co-host in different meetings and things. And it's it's one of the things that I've noticed about you quite a bit. And, you know, maybe it's all, all of the nerd masters. Once we have the skill we want to share, but I really love every time I see you stepping up and, and making yourself available. It is one of the qualities that I really recognize. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's, I'm always excited when uh, like, oh, Sherry's joining another of my clubs. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I've thought about my my nerdiness, the only thing it takes me back way back into the '80s when I first moved to Alaska. We none of, nobody had PCs, and mm-hmm. I have to set up an office. And they said, well, get an automatic, you know, a computer of some kind. And I got one of the basic ones at the time where you could do a merge and send out letters to all kinds of people, you know. And for during the 80s was just an interesting time because we went to PCs became really common. But before that, we just really hadn't had them. And my office went to WordPerfect, and that might be too old for you to even know about. I have heard heard the name, at least. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a wonderful word, you know, it was a word processing program, and I loved it. And I became, and I, and I would take the manuals, and that's what I would read at night. (laughs) And I became the trainer for our office, and you know, it was, it was really fun. And I enjoyed doing that. And I think that was the time when I felt the most nerdy because I really was trying to learn computers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think it definitely counts for nerd cred. <laughs> Especially at that time. Yes. Because absolutely. of course now kids don't necessarily consider themselves mm. nerdy, but they of course know how to use all their you know devices for yeah. social media oh, but back yeah. then that you were willing to mm. read all the manuals and yeah. and you know get on board so that you could teach other people that that is mm. definitely the nerdiness that, coming that, out that early adopter <laughs> bit <laughs> oh man that is awesome so when you are uh I, i'm just curious like so you obviously have, all, I, I was thinking you know, from your courage from earlier, but also like sitting and reading your manuals at night. It's not like you got a stubborn streak with you too. <laughs> oh, I'm sure both my husband and my sisters would say yes. <laughs> I'm a Taurus, so that fits right in there. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> that is awesome. Does it get you in trouble with them or do they accept and allow your strengths? <laughs> Both. I'm the oldest sister of four well, girls. So it's kind of, you know, you get to I, be the boss. I do. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> and and I they've gotten me t-shirts that say something like that. I'm I'm the big sister, I'm the boss, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so what has been uh so you can't you you traveled around, have you visited any Toastmasters clubs around the world or in other places? No, or? no. Um I have gone to a couple of, you know, Toastmasters on Zoom now True. that we're doing that. But mm-hmm. when we're traveling, my husband's not a Toastmaster. I could Fair. never get him Fair. into Toastmasters. So This seems to be a common theme. You know, Kyle's wife, my wife, mm-hmm. your husband. Like, <laughs> it's really hard to drag him along sometimes. Yes, yes. <laughs> they won't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. And you think they really should. <laughs> I know they should. <laughs> they can have parallel and equal, but different interests. Yes. So you just find when there's a Toastmasters meeting, you find something really delightful for him that he'd mm-hmm. really get excited about. So you can slip off to that Toastmasters meeting <laughs> while yeah, he goes yeah. get, gets involved in whatever it would mm-hmm. interest him. Yeah. So if he's super interested in food stuff, you know, I don't know if I want to miss out on that either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Speaking of which, uh, what what's been like? This is not, not Toastmasters really, but what, what's like your favorite restaurant that you've been to in your travels? I'm, I'm a foodie, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> oh, wow, that is really hard, but, and especially since I don't know so many of the places have, have closed and different things have fair, happened in the fair. last couple of years. Yeah, unfortunately. But I think you mentioned that my speech when we were talking about food, and that was actually a place that's 30 miles from my home. Oh, right. So it's called the Double Muskie. And yes. it is down south of Anchorage in Girdwood. And it's a beautiful drive. It's a Cajun restaurant and mm. it just has fabulous food. Mm. One of these days I'm going to get up there to Alaska and I'm going to visit. <laughs> yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, what are, what are some of your, in your experience, you've been, you know, attended a lot of Toastmasters clubs and all the place. What do you feel is particularly unique about Nerdmasters? You've already talked a little bit about, you know, your, why you joined in the first place, because, because of its uniqueness to a degree, but what are some, what are some other things about, uh, that really kind of makes it stand out that makes it special in that sense for you? Well, it's a fun club for one thing. I think that everybody does have have fun attending it and you make it really fun james is president right now and and i do my best (laughs) you know i think everyone in it has their special thing that they are good at and that they enjoy and they bring that to the meeting and help share it and we just have some really interesting speakers and interesting things that we learn I, I, I will say this, uh, one, one, of the, one of our, for, for those listeners who don't know this, uh, one of our recurring rich, uh, ritual traditions uh, for our club is having uh, tape, uh, icebreaker meetings yes. where all, as many of the members as possible do an icebreaker as a four to six minute shorter speech and introducing some of their nerddoms. Mm-hmm. And Sherry was one of the first ones in that first set, if I remember right of happy little nerds 
and we and she talked I what was what was your nerd in that you brought up you talked about how you weren't a nerd properly <laughs> but then you talked about some of the things that you were interested in uh, i can't remember which, which ones you brought up though oh that was, that, that was like a year ago now <laughs> yeah and really i felt like i spoke mostly about how i'm not a nerd yeah i think that was your title (laughs) yeah yeah. and and how really the nerds the nerds in the club have accepted Mm -hmm. all of us no matter how nerdy we are and it's just someone it's just a great club for wanting to embrace people in whatever level they are and whatever Mm -hmm. their they want to make their role. So mm-hmm. for me, exactly. you know, trying to gain, I feel like I'm gaining information rather than sharing it. In most of my other clubs, I feel like I'm kind of the uh, you know, yeah. the expert or the person that's been around right. the most. Well, you're the most nerdy in other clubs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can do the nerdling and nerd masters. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So it, it's a club that I really, I like going because I feel like I can just, try to absorb as much as I can and keep learning and just be yourself. Yeah. But it was funny because after that speech, I think it was also Carolyn gave her speech there too. And she's another, you know, started as a Luddite and now she's a nerdling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, a couple people joined after that meeting specifically because of your speeches on yours <laughs> and Carolyn's because they're like, we weren't sure if we fit in, like, where are we nerdy enough? Like, well, if they're in there and they're like how I don't feel like I'm completely a nerd, but I'm still here and part mm-hmm. of the culture and environment. It's like, ah, I can't be excited. And they joined. I was oh, like, yes, that's yes, perfect. that's perfect. That's, that's exactly okay. it. Because mm-hmm. it's about being interested. It's, yes. it's about wanting to learn. It's not about how much, you know, it's about wanting to learn. That's right. the point. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. So something that you, you shared after Sherry, mentioned what she did, James, it's occurring to me that the culture of nerd masters, you don't have to be a nerd, like in with big glasses and whatever. It's about, Thankfully not. You're, you're so jazzed about a topic yeah. that you can speak on it, but you might come in character in as the, as the game master you may you may be brandishing your lightsaber. You know that's part of the yep. the fun of the club is that people can bring their personality and the things that they love mm-hmm. to their speeches without fear, because yeah. they know they'll that's be key. accepted for where their area of love and passion and nerdom lies, and that doesn't happen you know, in your average club that it's not as much, not for that, at least not as, not as much, you know, it tends to be a little more straight laced. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I was just mildly chided earlier today. I was evaluated for a speech I gave and I used the word pedantic, which is evidently too obscure. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I forgot. I wasn't a nerd masters. <laughs> I can use pedantic all I want to nerd masters and I'm not going to get deep for it. <laughs> Understand it. Like, oh, cool. I'll look that up. You know, when people say some of those terms that are about gaming or whatever, I don't get it. Right. But I don't, I know they're totally in their nerddom when they say it. Yep. And that's one thing that I really like the way that we manage like uh, jargon 
in Nerd Masters because mm-hmm. there's stuff and they're like people talk about I have no clue what they're talking about. They're in a different nerddom and that's cool. So having people as somebody's giving a presentation, they'll give them feedback on, oh, by the way, this one, could you could you explain that one more? You could have defined that better. Mm-hmm. But also putting in the chat, because the chat's always very active in Nerd Masters. I was just going to yes. make me think about the chat yes. as we were talking. And before you even said it, I'm like, I'm going to say something about that. Because yes. we Go use ahead. the chat more than any any other club. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. just there's always all kinds of conversations going on. And it's fun. I've and a lot of it is getting the definitions for words in the chat. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that means. Somebody else like, how do you spell that? They'll put it in there, they'll go Google and put the definition there. Dream the speech and helping everybody else understand it. <laughs> and links to resources with all the things. programs or games or maps or all kinds of things. I have definitely realized one of the things that I've realized is those resources that somebody else is using for gaming oh, I could use that for mapping out a landscape to Mm -hmm. go with somebody's house Mm -hmm. and other people, you know, so each of us brings these different resources. And I think that's one of the things that I like about you, Sherry. Some of the resources that you've brought have been those out-of-the-box blessings for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, and because you're so, it's so fun listening to you deliver it, I'm like, if Sherry says this is a good tool, I might just try that. <laughs> oh, thank you, Robin. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, are any other questions, Robin, that you think of uh, before we start wrapping up? This has been a good conversation. What are the mountains behind you? Oh, yes. Good question. Oh, you would ask me that. I think that <laughs> this is an Alaska picture, but not one that I took. Ah. So I was, I'm not really sure where it is. <laughs> There's a lot of mountains in Alaska. So one of these days, I'm also going to go up and visit Alaska and the mountains that, you know, would love to see some, some of the wildlife there and some Toastmasters, some wildlife, some restaurants, some Toastmasters, some some restaurants, some Toastmasters. (laughs) Oh, oh, we can handle all that. (laughs) I've had bears walk through my yard and moose walk through my yard and actually a little pair of, of, a moose had a little pair of, of. Calves? Calves, thank you. Yeah, one day Hobie and my awesome. sisters happened to be visiting here and we're, I have a daylight basement and we looked out and there's these calves just barely oh, standing man. up. They're just, wow. just oh. been born. So it's, it's a great awesome. place to be. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. I remember the first time I went through Yellowstone when I was uh, having my 16th birthday in Yellowstone and it was calving season. Mm-hmm. And so you had all of these uh, bison calves bouncing all over the place. (laughs) And they're as big as cars, but they're bouncing (laughs) everywhere. You're like, please don't land on our car. (laughs) You will destroy it. (laughs) You were too big to be bouncing that high. (laughs) Altogether not allowed. That is amazing. I didn't know calves that big would bounce. Oh my goodness, they prance all over the place. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And being out here in North Dakota and having having actually evidently a um 
a unusually harsh winter for our first winter here. Um, mm. uh, I am looking forward to going visiting Alaska because, like, yes, I can, I can handle it. I survived. <laughs> <laughs> you probably had a worse winter than we did. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> oh. Oh, this oh, is fun. Well, thank you so much, Sherry. And thank you, Robin, uh, for this awesome conversation. It's been amazing. And I want to invite everyone who's listening to come visit us at Nerdmasters. Come check us out uh, first Wednesdays of the month. Uh, from we open up the meeting early at seven o'clock Pacific time to have all the chit chat socializing we can handle uh, before we start the meeting promptly at seven thirty, and we typically go for about a couple hours uh, <laughs> and have a lot of. And we are work. having another icebreaker. We are yes. Uh, this episode will go live after it, um, but we oh. do have them on regularly. The one that will be coming out after this one uh, will be about collaborative gaming and how to use like from RPGs or Minecraft and all these kinds of things and how to use those skills to better your career, uh, to better your life, uh, to deal with burnout. I'll be, I'll be presenting on, on one of those. I'm looking, really looking forward to that one. It's gonna be a really cool episode. So make sure you guys come and uh, visit that for that particular meeting. It's gonna be awesome. Whether you identify as a gamer, technology nut or just have a commitment to studying how technology is changing and improving both leadership and communication our nerd herd has a place for you find out more about us at our website nerdmasters.org join us the first wednesday of each month at seven o'clock pacific and get to know us before our meeting starts promptly at 7 30 you will visit our club and enjoy it Resistance is futile. Game over.